With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From the king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your host, Olivia Harlan Decker. Welcome back to Unleashed. NFL training camps are underway as the preseason begins this weekend. I'm so excited. I'm going to be going to Texans at Packers. Green Bay is the favorite at minus 135. You're probably going to see quarterback Jordan Love. The big question mark is Deshaun Watson for Houston. If he's even still a Texan by the weekend, I can't wait to smell the brats cooking in the parking lot, the sticky spilled beer in the concourse. There's just Something so great about being at an NFL stadium. I really wish my co-host could go with me, Giannis Pappas. Giannis, how was your week going? And are you excited that football's back? I'm very excited that football's back. And yeah, all those nostalgic smells, the hot dogs cooking, the beers, the courts underneath the stadiums being full with people getting arrested for being (laughs) drunk. And Have I you ever just, been in one of those holding cells? No, I've never been in one of those holding okay. cells. Thank Phew. God. I have not been, but I've seen a lot of people go into them. You, you know, people like to drink at a certain sport if there is the legal system is present in, <laughs> in the sport that you play. So, but I just got a new 75 inch TV for my basement. I'm, oh, wow. I'm, I want to hang it up and I want to turn it into like just a football mecca. So I'm excited for that. I'm very excited. But, you know, because of the pandemic, it's like my couch isn't coming till 2027. So so you're standing and watching the 75 incher. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Did you break into a pottery barn to to <laughs> to do this episode? Because that background looks very manicured. Or a funeral home kind of looks like that as well. I will confirm we are all well and alive here in the Decker household. These were not sent over by concerned friends and fans. Um, No, I just, I like flowers everywhere. And when I have a simple shot, why not, you know, cram it with flowers? Yeah, we're not endorsed by 1-800-Flowers. That is just (laughs) Olivia. We should be though. Yeah. That would be great. That would be nice to get a little I would send myself flowers a lot. Yeah, yeah. My wife does that every week. She gets new flowers and throws them everywhere. Yeah. So she's buying herself flowers. Well, one thing you were busy doing this week helped our show a lot. We appreciate that. You went on the Joe Rogan show. Tell me about that. Yeah, I went on the Joe Rogan show. Thank God not to talk about vaccines. Thank Oof. God he didn't bring that up. We just had fun. You know, he's a comedian and uh, he's a good friend now. And 
I plugged our show, got a nice plug. So hopefully we'll get a lot of MMA fans, a lot of guys wearing, you know, uh, drinking energy drinks and like a good MMA shirt, like a, a Brazilian. We're going to have a lot of fans wearing Brazilian jujitsu shirts. So maybe we'll be sponsored by Monster Energy or something. Monster uh, Energy. You know, I got to stop you there, though, because you tried to plug our show and our loyal listeners will remember my dad also tried to plug our show on a TNT NBA game and fudged it a bit. You fudged it a bit here too. Let's just, uh, let's roll. Oh yeah, I did. I I have this new sports podcast. Um, and, uh, you do what's it called? Uh, undefeated. I'm sorry. It's not called undefeated. (laughs) You're lying. Sorry, I had a little. He's I had lying. A, no, it's called Unleashed. I'm sorry. It's Jesus called Unleashed for uh, for G, uh, Bed MGM <laughs> with me and uh, Olivia Harlan Decker. Yeah, so I'm glad you tried to save it there. I'm glad you plugged Carrie Strung. And you know it's Carrie Strung. Hey. Yeah, last week you were struggling with some, some NBA player names, but it kind of keeps me on my toes. I like that. Yeah, my nickname is Yanni Bidens. So I will <laughs> mispronounce stuff, but I nailed your name. I nailed your name. And that's the harder name because I'm one of those pretentious, weird people with three names because I can't decide what one to go with. So I just kept all three and because I don't want to do the paperwork. The paperwork is a pain. Yeah. So you nailed it. Good job. Yeah, I nailed it. Yeah, you got the three names. It almost looks like you're, whenever I see the three names, it should come with like a book deal. You know, yeah. it always sounds like a writer's name whenever there's three, it just sounds official. Ugh, or a law firm. I sound like a law firm. Or a law firm, yeah. Harlan Decker. Have you, do you suffer from pelvic mesh implants? <laughs> 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 All right, well, let's get to some football. Uh, we're glad to have everyone with us because this week, preseason starts, as I mentioned, on Thursday. Um, but we're going to have a really good interview coming up later in the show. It's NFL great Barry Sanders. Giannis, you gave it a listen. What was your impression of Barry? Well, my impression of Barry, first of all, like you said, he is a living legend and he's, he's typically like a closed guy. He doesn't talk much totally. he doesn't celebrate much. And in the interview, he said, that's part uh, the era he grew up in part, his style. He kind of led by example, but you really mm-hmm. opened him up. I got to say, it was like a very, very engaging interview. So well done partner. Well, thank you partner. Yeah. I'm excited for everyone to listen to that one. It was, it was very cool to sit down with them. And then later in the show, we wrap up as always with Peter Andrew for our lion's lock. He's going to tell us about some big bets around the NFL. We kind of peaked the corner last week with that lion's bet, but there are some more and you might want to think about it. You know, th- that's how you make the big money. You got to bet big money and you got to be a little uh, outrageous sometimes. So Peter's going to hold our hands through that one. I'm still betting with my heart and that is not <laughs> the way to do it. So I need him. Cause I just, I, I, I bet for the Knicks. I bet okay. for the giants and I've been doing that for years. Cause I, I'm a Greek and I have big heart and that's, that hasn't been paying off for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Follow your heart too, but make sure your wallet goes along. Hey, you were going to fill me in on some MMA storylines. That is a whole world I've never covered. As a sports reporter, I don't dabble in much as a viewer, but catch me up because I know there was a big fight this week. Frenchman Cyril Ghani. Am I saying that right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're Americans, so we get a pass, right? I call him Ghan, Ghani, whatever. It's like they get pissed about that, but we're American. You know, it's like they say Duval. We see, you know, they, we say Duval, they correct us. We're like, look, we saved you. We saved you in world war two. How about you let me mispronounce a few names. Okay. (laughs) How about you let me mispronounce a few names, Frenchie. It's okay. (laughs) So Cyril Gon. Yeah. We, we, so Cyril Gon, he's uh, yeah, he is a heavyweight and he is a problem. I mean, he is, you know, the heavyweight is always the baddest guy on the planet because he can, he can obviously beat up all the other weight classes. And now 
MMA, which is very exciting, has like an exciting heavyweight division with two big stars who used to train together in France. So it's a nice storyline that they're going to now fight. Let's call him Ghani or Gunyi or Gunyi. Gunyi and Francis and Ganu are going to fight. And they're kind of tra- former training partners, friends. And uh, it's a much anticipated fight. And Gagne's only had like 10 professional MMA fights, but he's an absolute phenom. He destroyed Derek Lewis, who I'm a big fan of and I was rooting for. But I mean, it was total destruction. It was an exciting night of fights. And uh, Jose Aldo looked great. He moved down to 135 and he looks as sharp as ever. And he's a guy who's taken a lot of punishment and higher weight classes. And he's been around for a while. He's kind of a living legend himself. But he looks like he looks as fresh as new, like he could clean up at 135. So MMA is exciting. And I'm going to get you into it because you don't look like a person who, who kind of grew up watching because I like watching women fight too, but I also like watching women try to destroy each other with fake compliments as well. Like I told you. So those are my two favorite sports. Is it the hydrangeas that make me look like I'm not really into MMA or what is it? I think it's the, uh, (laughs) you were Miss Teen Kansas, right? You can say someone check their Wikipedia. I am a Wikipedia slut. (laughs) Apparently so am I, if you looked into mine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you were missed. You you were doing, you, you, you play golf. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you just don't seem that the type that would tune in to watch people smash each other's faces uh, sponsored by an energy drink. Just for the sake of proving you wrong now, I'm going to do a deep dive, deep do dive. It. And this is what I do for a living. So I'm going to, I'm going to find like backstories you've never even heard of. Yeah. Do, do a deep dive. Like my, my good friend, Joe Rogan hasn't done about vaccines. Oh, that is too funny. Well, that was, again, thank you for the plug. That was pretty yeah. cool. He's he's a legend in this space. He is beyond successful. So that was, that's a, that's a pretty cool connection there. Giannis, did you watch any of the Hall of Fame induction? I watched uh, Peyton Manning's and I got chills. I got Me like, too. A, he's so, he's such a good speaker. He's so charismatic. He's funny. Yep. I loved it. I got chills at the end when he said, God bless you and God bless football. Yeah. It was very I was nice. like, oh my God, can I have that bumper sticker tattooed? <laughs> like, where can we put that saying? Because he yeah. also said it at his retirement. So that was yeah. pretty cool. Um, also, Charles Woodson, I'm a huge Packer fan, obviously. I thought his speech was killer, shouting out his mom, even saying boys to men, which was really <laughs> cool. And then what he said, he has two boys and he said, you know, his wife was there. He said, I hope you all love your mom the way I love mine. I mean, here I am just holding the remote, tearing up. I'm like... <laughs> I need a son. I need someone to love me that much. <laughs> yeah. It's um, they always choke up when they talk about their parents. Peyton yeah. choked up too. But let me ask you, did he not mention Eli? You know, I don't think he did. He, he choked up speaking about his dad, but he didn't mention his brother. He did. I don't think he mentioned Eli the whole speech. And I didn't even think about that till you brought it up. So yeah. wow, that was shady. That was shady. That was a little shady. I also noticed at the beginning, he got a huge ovation, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the camera was cutting to Tom Brady a lot. They're good friends. But I read in that expression, Tom Brady might have got a little competitive. He, he might have thought that ovation was a little too much. Because I saw in his face, he had a little like fake smile and, you know, maybe he was throwing a little shade. Maybe he's throwing a little shade at Peyton. Oh, or God, maybe, you're, you're full of conspiracy theories today. I'm into the gossip. I don't care yeah, about the numbers. I, like I want to know who's fighting, who's <laughs> dating, what's going on behind the scenes. 
Well, speaking of Hall of Fame, Hall of Famers, let's get to our Barry Sanders interview because it's pretty long, but you're going to want to make sure you are listening to it in the car, walking your dog, whatever, because there's so much info. Barry Sanders is a Heisman winner, NFL Rookie of the Year, Pro Bowler every year of his NFL career, which is incredible. Hall of Famer, like I mentioned, and so much more. He's thought by some to be one of the best players to never play in a Super Bowl, which is a title no one wants. He never suffered a major injury and his retirement seemed a bit premature after just 10 seasons. We get into all of that, but I've got to say, I've met a lot of athletes past and present, and he is as respectable and down to earth as any. Giannis, he spent so much time talking with our whole production team and crew, which was a big crew. He stayed later than he had to contractually. He took pictures with everyone, signed stuff. He was incredible, which made this conversation that much more interesting to me. Without further ado, let's bring in my fellow Kansan, Barry Sanders. Welcome to Ford Field. I'm Olivia Harlan-Decker. I am joined by Hall of Famer, Detroit Lion great Barry Sanders with BetMGM. We are so excited to talk. Barry, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Okay, Barry Sanders, I'm going to read off your list of accolades, and I couldn't memorize it if I wanted to. Heisman, All-American, Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Pro Bowler, All-Pro, MVP, Hall of Fame. I'm curious which title meant the most at the time when you were awarded it. Oh, man. Um, Which title meant the most at the time? Probably, I would probably have to say Heisman. Yeah. Just because so much changed for me after I won the Heisman. I'm not going to say no one knew about me, right? But it's been said that I sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not to you. Like, what's that? <laughs> not to you. Right. It, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was I was probably almost as surprised as a lot of people when I won, you know, just because uh, it was my first year starting, you know, and I had just played special teams and done really well before that, you know. And I, I remember the big Heisman campaigns of, of Troy Aikman and, and Rodney Pete before that season, uh, you know, I just never thought, I just never thought in a million years that it would be me, you know, so it just kind of happened. But yeah, but, but to answer your question, yeah, I, I would probably have to say Heisman uh, just because it, it was such um, a big change in my life sure. when, when that happened. That junior season of yours is regarded as one of the best individual performances in college football history. Now in retrospect, does that give you chills? What do you think when you hear that? <laughs> it's, it's really amazing. Man, it's phenomenal when, when I hear it just because, you know, I, I grew up watching um, so many great players play the game. Uh, I remember all those great USC running backs that I watched as a kid, you know, Anthony Davis and Charles White and, of course, Marcus Allen mm-hmm. and, you know, guys like Billy Sims or Tony Dorsett and even just other Heisman Trophy winners. But, yeah, and, and I, I watched so much college football um, as a kid and just yeah. the fact that that my numbers stack up against all those great players that I watched. It, 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 a part of it doesn't seem very real, honestly. <laughs> it seems like it's some other guy, but oh, wow. but no. And, you know, it, I think back, it was such a phenomenal year and it was such a phenomenal situation I was in, mm-hmm. you know, because I had, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to have five fifth-year senior offensive linemen. I had a fifth-year senior um, fullback. You, you know Coach Gundy. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, and so there was another first-round wide receiver, Hartley Dykes. And so it, it, it was such a great situation for yeah. me. And I'm not saying I wouldn't have done well anywhere, but, but it just seemed like the perfect situation. Um, and those guys love blocking and, and um, you know, and they love seeing me be successful. So I'm, I'm fortunate in that sense. 
perfect situation. But like you said, I, I have a feeling you would have found your gaps anywhere you anywhere you played. Uh, when you look back at that season, you mentioned Coach Gundy. Uh, is that group still tight? Do you still have like a cowboy text thread or something? We do still talk every okay. now and then. You know, we had a, a reunion, a 30-year reunion, wow. uh, just in the last year or so. Wow. So it was great, great seeing all those guys and coming back to Stillwater and, and um and having a chance to really highlight highlight that season. Heisman, that's a pretty unique fraternity as well. What's it like having that name attached to yours? Oh, it, it's amazing. It's amazing because it's such an iconic name, and there's so many great players that played the, the college game, and only only just a select few yeah. win the Heisman. And I remember being a kid watching NFL. The first guy I remember as a, as a really good Heisman player, Heisman Trophy winner um, in the pros was Roger Stahlback. Okay. And I just remember his his Heisman Trophy picture, you know, and seeing how dominant he, he was with the Cowboys. And uh, the, the fact that I'm in, in a, a group with guys like him yeah. in some ways had an impact on the game the way he did. I yep. mean, it's just, you know, it's really remarkable to think about it for me. Any early Heisman favorites this season? <laughs> are you are you I don't know attention? if I can I don't know if I can say favorites okay. right I don't know if I can say favorites well and um, I know you're not going to say someone who know, played at Oklahoma but I know there's a kid obviously there's a kid that <laughs> another another quarterback yeah. uh, at the University of Oklahoma yep. who who was a favorite yep. um and obviously I mean it, but there, but hey look I you know I wouldn't want to lean one one direction or another yep. um and hey may the best man win Every position has its presence in the locker room, team meetings, on the bus, you know, and you think of quarterback being the face of the team, the leader, and then when you come in as running back, you're the face of the team, that season especially. What type of presence does a star running back need to have among his teammates? Whenever you talk about attached star, I think um, people are watching what you do, watching what you say. But I think mostly they're watching, you know, how you carry yourself and the, the, yeah. the things that you do. I wasn't a very vocal leader. If, if you're talking about, my, you know, my Heisman Trophy year, and I think people were wanting, you know, were um, curious to see, okay, what kind of player is right. he going to be as a full-time starter? But I think, you know, you have to be consistent. I know in my case, I believe you have to be a, a hard worker. Yeah. You have to be willing to do anything else that anyone else is, is doing and realize that you're, you're invested as much in that group as anyone else and be a great team player, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so things like that. Um, so it, because it is a great team game, and, I, and like I mentioned before, all the guys that, that um, you know, I felt like we're doing a lot of the heavy lifting yeah. up front, you know, and, and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, you lead by example, and they want someone who's consistent, who, you know, is going to show up on Saturday, you know, and make plays. It's funny. I could interview a current college star and ask them, you know, how they're having a great season. They would still tell me the guys up front, the guys blocking. Here we are all these years later and you're still pointing out your own line. That's pretty incredible. No, absolutely. I, you know, I, if you met these guys, you yeah. would understand what I'm saying. Okay. You know? <laughs> but um, if you think back to my Heisman Trophy year, because in today's football, really, this couldn't really happen sure. to have five fifth year senior offensive yeah. linemen. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, mo- you know, mo- most, of your, most, most of you guys now are gone. If they're really, really good, they're gone by, you know, their junior year or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so to have those guys that have played that much college football together. Oh, yeah. Right. The grown men. Me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely benefited me. And, they, and the thing about it, too, is the thing about it, too, was I was a true junior. Yeah. Right. So they yeah. so so they were a couple years older than me. Right. Right. And so they so it's funny because they kind of knew or felt like we had a chance to win the Heisman earlier than I did. Wow. You know, when, they, when they would say stuff like that, I was like, these guys got to be crazy, man. 
You know, and then it sort of caught on. Sure. You know, after we played, I forgot which, I think it was um, maybe like the fourth game of the season, we go to Colorado because we, had, we hadn't played um, any really top teams until then. Um, and then we go to Colorado, and we knew that was going to be a tough game for us. Yeah. And then after the game, I remember people started saying, you know, fans and things like that started sort of a Heisman Trophy chant, which I just thought, okay, these are like, you know, they're really going overboard with this win against Colorado. Um, but um, but it sort of caught on after that. After we okay. played, you know, um, some tougher teams, got more into the schedule, you know, and then and then once we played Nebraska and then OU and I had a good game, then I thought, okay, maybe maybe it's possible. Yeah. Maybe it's possible. That season you had 2,850 rushing yards, 42 touchdowns in 12 games. That's incredible. And you said you were a guy who came out of nowhere, special teams, backup running back. Did your mental change much after that as then you go to the draft? I mean, it, it changed gradually, you know. It changed gradually. I, I think, you know, the same way I, I approached everything mm-hmm. in college. You know, I got there and we had a ton of running backs. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know where I was on a depth chart going in, but I was, you know, people say I backed up Thurman Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I always think, well, yeah, I backed up Thurman and about five other guys, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it wasn't just Thurman Thomas. Um, and then I just kind of gradually worked my way yeah. up. I was very hungry, you know, and, and, and so my freshman year, I ended up playing a lot more than I thought I would because some of the older guys were injured. There was a few guys that had gotten caught up in the Prop 48 mm-hmm. thing. And so I, you know, yeah. I, so I played, you know, I, I don't know how many carries I had. Um, I had for the season, what, 300 yards or something like that. Okay. And, you know, and so they weren't expecting me to come in and play running back as a, fresh, as a freshman back then. And then my sophomore year pretty much took over the um, – the kick return duties, yep. you know, was was uh, all American kick returner. Incredible. And I love, you know, and and at, at at that point, I was pretty much firmly set as Thurman's backup yeah. as a sophomore, yeah. which I loved. Right, my you know my second year, and you know yeah. this, I'm I'm backing up this guy who I know is going to the league. Yeah. Um, you know, you can shine return player. kicks. It can be the Barry show. Uh, you know, so, so, something like that. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think that's accurate. But, but but I just knew that, yeah, this is, yeah, I mean, this is, this. I'm living a dream, man. Yeah. I, I'm playing college football, you know, in a, in a great conference. I had grown up watching the Big A conference, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, and so I couldn't ask for much more. But it was, it was gradual, you know, and so when you talk about Heisman, the draft, I had to um, sort of be brought along, I think. And I was fortunate that my, my dad, you know, just kind of pulled me aside and was like, son, you got to, you got to go. Wow. You know, you got to go. You were going to um, come back great. for your senior year? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. I was going to come back for my senior really? year. And my, and my dad said in so many words, you know, and, and they weren't the nicest of words, but he was like, <laughs> no, son, son, son um, yep. you got, you got to go. You crazy. You're crazy mm-hmm. if you stay in school is what he said. And so it took me a while to come around to, yeah. the, wow, okay, wow, I guess, I guess this is sort of a new thing because no one really had, um, there have been players back then, juniors, that had gone to the USFL. Okay. Right? So I remember Herschel went to the USFL. Yeah. I remember Mike Rogier had yeah. gone to the USFL. I don't know. I think Doug Flutie may have gone to Canada or something like that. Right. You know? Um, but but as juniors, yeah. It, you know, so, yeah, I, I was expecting to go back to school. Even when we wow. played our bowl game, um, I was still expecting that. I remember getting questions from the media um, about what I was going to do. And, and at that point, I was still thinking – coming back to school, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so, but like I said, you know, dad pulled me aside. We had a few heart to hearts. I'm sure, I'm sure. And, uh, 
And yeah, and he said, no, son, you, you got to be crazy. You got to be out of your mind yep. if you go back um, to school. And so eventually that that spring, you know, I guess warmed up to the idea of going to the NFL. I remember um, Coach Fonts. I, I don't know the, all the other coaches that, that mm -hmm. came to Stillwater, but did like a pro day. Sure. Where we, you know, we did the, um, the vertical and the 40 and whatever else they had us do. And then after that, Coach Fonts, who was obviously the Lions coach yeah. at the time, he just pulled me aside. He was like, son, if, you, if you're if you coming out, then we're going to draft you. Wow. You know, we're going to draft you. You know, they had the number three spot. But even then, I knew that, okay, well, anything anything could happen. You know, yeah. they could promise you anything. You yeah, know? it happens all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it had happened the year before with Thurman. You know, okay. we thought Thurman was going to be a first rounder. He ended up, he ended up slipping to the second round. Mm -hmm. You know, and so um, so anyway, but Coach Fonts, he, he told me that. Um, and so that was another thing, I think, that, that uh, sort of warmed me up to the idea of, of, of leaving school. So that, that's, that's kind of how that part happened. So they held their end of the bargain. You're selected third overall. You're rookie of the year. I mean, talk about highs of highs, two years in a row. How did your confidence, because you seem to operate with like a quiet confidence, which I really like about you. You have this energy. Did that change as you got up to this big stage? I would say no. It didn't because I think I think there's always been a part of me that was that high school kid that mm -hmm. didn't get heavily recruited. Yeah, yeah, you chip know, on your shoulder. It didn't get heavily recruited. Um, and so I was still really trying to convince myself. Um, wow. And I knew I had to, but, I, you know, the, the thing I understood is that I knew I had to just go to work every day, you know, just continue to to lift and run and, and um, try, to, try to physically improve, mm -hmm. be ready for the NFL. For me... You know, just coming here, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I had great confidence, but I was excited to see what kind of player I would be. Now, why didn't you have great confidence? Be, because anything can happen in, in the NFL. Okay. Anything can happen, you know, and a lot of great players come and play in the NFL and they were great college players and, and it just doesn't translate, sure. you know, to, to the NFL. And so I had no idea, but I was, I was excited to get here to see what I would be able to do, yeah, you know? And, and so I knew that the team hadn't won much. Um, the one of the things that I loved about the team was that one of my childhood, childhood idols, Billy Sims had played here mm -hmm. and coach Vaughn said, well, you know, we, we know you were 21 in college, but I want to put you in Billy's number, number 20, uh. you know? <laughs> so I was like, Hey, whatever you say, coach, <laughs> um, you know, so, so, um, but I, I was excited for the opportunity and that, that's really all I could say. I didn't, I didn't know what kind of NFL player I would make. You know, I knew that I loved being being a running back. I tried to do everything I could to be ready. Mm -hmm. um, I, I held out. And another thing, I guess that that um, they kind of threw a wrench in things was that I didn't sign until the, right. the week of the first game. I missed all the training camp. Right. I mean, I, every bit of training camp. You know, so I didn't know any plays. Uh, I was coming into a new system. You know, right. I had grown up playing basically eye back, sure. tailback sure. with a fullback in front of you and a tight end. Yeah. Right. And so we get here. And now there's this sort of new bangled offense, the run and shoot. Yeah. You know, and so just things like that. You know, again, it was just it was just different, you know, but but um having signed the week of the first game, right? Gosh. And not having gone through training camp, then that's just another thing, you know, where I just wasn't sure, okay, what sure. you know, what's gonna happen, you know, when I get out there. And you didn't really know your teammates. Absolutely. No, I did not. I did not. I I, I, I come to one preseason pre game. I may have met a couple of the guys, whatever, in passing, but that was about it. You know, so just so happened I, I suited up for the first game. Yeah. And and at the toward the end of the game, the coach asked me, did I want to go in? 
You know, and they showed me a few plays on the sideline. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> and the rest was history. <laughs> That's wild. Did they keep it pretty simple just so everyone could They did. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. they, they did. They did. They kept it pretty simple. <laughs> um, they showed me a few steps, yep. uh, like I said. Um, said, I got it, coach. Know, Something like that, yeah, something like that. Give me the you ball. Know, obviously, you know, it couldn't be too complicated. And, you know, I mean, the first time I touched the ball, you know, it's well documented. Yep. I ran for, I don't know, 17 yards or something like that. Yeah. And it, it was such a thrill, wow. you know, to, to be in the NFL playing against these guys in the Silverdome yeah. back then. Yeah. For me, it was it was the thrill of a lifetime. I think it was on your 10th carry or something you scored your first touchdown. Does that sound right? I should know that. I'm not sure. It was pretty soon after. It was pretty soon after. It was pretty soon after in that game. Wow. I scored a, a, a pretty short touchdown man. run. And, and no, hey, look, man, I, I was, um, no pun intended, I was off and running. Mm -hmm. It's funny that is a part of your playing style, too, which we don't see a lot these days, but you were known to just not be flashy. You know, you hand the ball to the ref. You're not really celebrating you. You see that now every once in a while, but it's almost refreshing now when you see it. Why was that a part of your game? Was that maybe something from your dad or a coach? I think it came from my dad. Okay. I think it came from my dad and just my personality. Yeah, respectful. I think, yeah, I think I think also, you know, I, I it's sort of the era that I grew up in yeah, as well. For sure. Um, I think, you know, there, there were some guys that celebrated, you know, I guess my formative years watching the NFL, there were some guys that celebrated, but not everyone. I enjoyed you know, the Billy White shoes, Johnson dance as much as anyone, yeah. you know. But, you know, when I was playing, I just, and that when I was on the field playing the game, I just didn't think about it in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think I was more business-minded yeah. and and, uh, and kind of this is what I'm supposed to do. Sure. Like I said, my, my dad, you know, he he was a part of that as well, you know, just telling me to, to you know, make sure I play the game the right way. I don't, I don't have to do anything crazy, mm -hmm. you know, when I celebrate. But I think a lot of it was just, you know, my, my approach and personality and, and um, the way that I just, you know, processed the game. Absolutely. It's funny now, 2021, if you were a rookie this year, what would be different about life off the field with all the hoopla and spotlight that was on you amplified <laughs> to 2021 standards? Oh, man, I don't, I don't know that I could, <laughs> I could take it, man. Yeah. Instagram and Twitter, yeah. I don't know that I could take it. Don't uh, forget TikTok. You know. Right. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of distractions yeah. out there. But I think the main ingredient or the most important thing is, you know, obviously what you do on the field yeah. and it accentuates everything else, you know. And so I'm sure, you know, most of the, the good players understand that. Certainly the world is much different sure. now than, than back then, you know, and just sports, sports media. The thing about it is, I, I think these kids kind of grew up with it, yeah. you know. So I, I don't. Oh, I'm not even hands. sure. I'm not. I'm not sure how I would react, honestly. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm sure it would be much the same way as all the kids who kind of have learned how to balance it. Mm -hmm. You know, balance it effectively mm -hmm. um, to be able to do all those things, but also understand that you know it's also important to have, you know, maybe a, a trainer and a chef. Sure. You know, watching what you eat. Um, I think they're much more um, savvy about and aware of things like that. I certainly think there are some some very good things um, that are that benefit uh, the modern athlete. When you look at what these college facilities have now and even NFL facilities, what they have in terms of nutrition and, and health, what seems the most archaic thing when you look back at your experience that you all dealt with probably at the college level more than here in Detroit? 
Well, the most archaic thing is probably pregame meal. Right. Of of just, you know, any kind of meat yeah. you want, which I love meat, but that's probably not that's pro- that's probably not the, the you know, just loading up on a bunch of steaks yeah. before a game is probably not a great idea. No, no. That doesn't sound smart. <laughs> You know, or pancakes or whatever, um, you know. So, um, yeah, and no one had, you know, no one had like a personal chef right. or something like that. You know, the stuff we used to cater for lunch, you know, from whatever fast food joint, uh, yeah. or donuts or whatever else. I mean, uh, that yeah, never happened think, now. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. You Especially mean you not, didn't have the hyperbaric chamber and the right. <laughs> You didn't have all that? I don't know if that had been invented <laughs> at, at that point. Definitely so. not. Yeah. Definitely not. Well, you were recently playing in a golf tournament and you were speaking to the press about the Lions season coming up and how, you know, this city can have championships in other sports, but it's a football town. Why do you feel like this city rallies so much around the Lions year after year after year? How do you see that in the community? I don't know if it's because of the great championships from the 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just that kind of football tradition. Maybe it's because of Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah. I just know that that I, one of the things I did learn when I got here is that's certainly the case. And maybe it's even because of the great college teams mm-hmm. that have played Michigan State and Michigan, you know, won championships, um, or or just because of they won championships in other sports. Sure. You know, and they're they're eager to have one in the NFL, you know, but certainly, yeah, but this is certainly a football-centered town. Oh, yeah. You know, they love their Lions. They've been very loyal yep. forever, um, and, uh, you know, and, and that's that's the way it is, you know, and so they certainly are deserving mm-hmm. of a winner. Um, there's, still, there's still a few people around from, you know, fans mm-hmm. from the early days, you know, that remember the, the, the early championships, you know, and some of them even joke that no, I'm not, I'm not leaving this earth until I see, uh, you know, another Lions championship. Right, right. <laughs> another, <laughs> um, you How know, long so, will they be waiting? <laughs> well, well, hopefully not long. Ho- hopefully yeah. not very long. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. You know, that is the hope, anyways. Uh, you were very active <clears throat> with this recent coaching hire. What were you searching for? What did you think you needed in this building? Well, I think just someone who people can follow. Yeah. These young men can follow and who they respect mm-hmm. you know i'm not i'm not gonna say i was uh you know I, I don't know how much input i had you know i did a lot of listening okay. <laughs> um, um you know but but um was certainly more involved than any other time okay and obviously uh the one who was really um leading the search chris billman mm-hmm. and i played together mm-hmm. for many years and I, I know what kind of player he was i know how passionate he was about the team and i and i think that's one of the things he was looking looking forward and i just you know someone who leader who can be followed with someone who, who was really passionate about football that he understood and knew that that um, they were fanatical about trying to come in and, and make a difference. And obviously, you know, you want X's and O's and things like that. And someone who's been around a champion, which Coach Campbell had, you know, so so to answer your question, I guess those would be some of the top priorities. So you hire Dan Campbell, new GM, Brad Holmes, fresh blood can do a lot for a company, for a business, for a university, certainly for a sports team. What are you most excited about in this new regime? Well, yeah, there, there are a lot of new faces, and even even going to the quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I certainly didn't see that one coming. Yeah. But I know that, you know, Jared has played a lot of big-time football. Yes. You know, you look at some of the, some of the teams that he's played with, you know, and just a few, year, few years removed from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 
And yes, we're we're excited about about that. And uh, the GM, as you as you stated, been around once again. You know, a lot of fantastic, successful football. And so yes, we, we're hopefully hoping that you know the new vision, um, excitement, you know, whatever it is that, that they do. You know, and it's almost like a team. Um, you want that chemistry to come together. Yes. We know that that same thing has to happen at the top, mm-hmm. you know, where it's something, you know, where you can really breathe new life into a situation. And that's what we're all hoping for. I mean, you know, as fans, we're going to we're going to do our part. We, mm-hmm. we, we've been here. And so we're, we're just hoping that it, it carries over onto the field. I think you're a little more than a fan. <laughs> I think you're a little bit at a higher echelon than fandom. But at, at, yeah. At, at, yeah, but at my core, though, that's that's what I am. You know, awesome. a, a fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, and, and you know, so along with all the other fans, you know, I mean, we we, we this town is hoping and praying, really expecting, mm-hmm. right, championship football. So that's why I say that because sure. at the end of the day, yeah, we we're investing everything we can into turning this team around and it comes from this just that place of okay look I'm, I'm a fan and and I'm a member of mm-hmm. the family and let's let's get this done we look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers championship run and it's very much plug pieces in the right place and go it seems like that's the outlier like you really have to set up culture before that it takes years to build do you feel like that's where the Lions are right now well, I think we're going to see. I think I, can, I think it can be done several ways. Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, yes, you do build it over time. Sure. But I think in today's NFL, you know, if you already have the right ingredient, then I don't think I don't think it's something you you know that takes as long. Mm-hmm. There it, there isn't much. It doesn't have to be sure. as much uh, of a build up. You know, to to whatever that is. Mm-hmm. You Lions know, fans so are going to be happy to hear you I hope, say that. Absolutely, no, I didn't. You <laughs> yeah, know, I, I think I think in today's NFL, absolutely, you can you you know it shouldn't it shouldn't take, and and plus you don't you don't necessarily have five years. Sure. You don't necessarily have a five year plan. You know, you have more two or three years to get it done. You know, so and and it, you know and and that's encouraging to see what Tampa did last year. Yeah, I don't know that we necessarily have the weapons in every position that they have. You know that's what that's what your draft is for, and your off season sure. off season is for bringing in guys who you think can help you. And I don't I don't just look at I mean the team that I look at obviously I mean Tampa's a great example, but obviously Green Bay mm-hmm. is a team that you know you think about okay well this that's a team you really have to beat mm-hmm. in this division for the most part. And See then you look at what's that what's See that on Thanksgiving. Well, <laughs> and then you have to look at but then you look at all the great football that's been yep. played by Minnesota. Yep. Right. Look at the big games that they played. Look sure. at Chicago, you know, been in. I mean, you know, so this is this is a tough division. Yep. You got your work cut out for you every week, you know. And, and so, um, you know, when you're drafting and when you're bringing in free agents and and things like that. I mean, those are those are really the teams you're thinking about uh, that you have to see week in and week out. A guy you drafted a couple years ago running back DeAndre Swift. I told you I went to Georgia, so I follow him kind of closely. I love his game. What's your involvement like with some of your star running backs here? Do you do you talk much with them? I'm not around them much, honestly. Okay. Uh, but I like what I saw in DeAndre last right. year. Yeah. I thought he uh, adopted and transitioned well to the pro game. Mm-hmm. You know, he I thought he broke tackles well. I thought he 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 still showed that separation and speed. Mm-hmm. You know, which which you know you got to get to this level to really see how your game, like I said before, mm-hmm. is really going to translate. I don't know how many yards he ended up with last year, but as, for a rookie, I thought he really earned his keep. You know, I'm looking for even bigger things this year. Yeah. You know, and uh, he, he looks like he could be a really solid running back. What's 
life like for you these days? Like update people on, on your involvement here with the team, on what you do. You have so many business ventures you're involved in, but you know, we, we love watching all your highlights, but you're a, a living legend. So what are you doing these days? I feel like I'm, I'm pretty fortunate and lucky yeah. uh, to be in the position I'm in. I'm sort of an ambassador for the team, for the Lions. So I, I come to a couple games and I'll say hi to some fans or say hi to sweet holders or yeah. maybe doing some things in the community for on behalf of the team. I have my own businesses that I'm involved in. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, to own a couple of car dealerships in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. You know, my agent keeps me pretty busy doing, <laughs> doing different things. I, I just, just. Those darn shot. agents. <laughs> Don't they know you just want to relax? <laughs> well, you know, he, he, I, you can't relax all the time. No, um, no, no. You, can, you got to get out there and make some <laughs> things happen. And so uh, just, just coming from shooting um, yeah. Heisman House commercial. Yes. Out in L.A. Those are so great. Those commercials. Oh, yeah. They do a great job with uh, those. It's a, it's a blast, man. It's Funny. a blast just being a part of it. You know, so I have four sons. You know, um, one in college. Um, you know, so I, I feel like I feel like I have the best of both worlds. Um, just being able to spend time with my sons and do a lot of really cool things like this. Yeah. You know, um, I mentioned my car dealerships, um, and obviously today we're today we're shooting um, some stuff for MGM, Bet MGM. You know, and so um, and so yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it's really a good mix of. Uh, just business things um, and personal things and playing a little golf every now and then. There you go. Glad you can enjoy yourself a bit. Thank you so much for your time with us. It's an honor to get to talk to you. You truly are a legend, a a name that I'll be telling my grandkids about that I sat down with you, so I appreciate that. It's been fun. We'll have to look up your videos, but... (laughs) It'll be a hologram. YouTube will still be around. Yeah, they'll still have YouTube (laughs) videos, I think. Well, thanks again for your time. Well, Barry Sanders sure was a lot of fun. Giannis, what do you think? I think it was uh, it was funny that he just kept giving credit to his offensive line. I like that you <laughs> pointed that out. You're like, you're retired and you're still crediting your offensive line. Like, I wonder if, like, he has a great day at the supermarket and he's like, I just want to take my offensive line. He's arguing with his wife. He's like, you know what? <laughs> I really want to give credit to my offensive line for this victory over my wife in this argument. It's, it was hilarious. Oh, my God. But it was I a know. great interview. He's really humble. And I don't know how much of that is like you like you alluded to media training or if he's just he's just that humble. All the greats like that always seem to be very humble and give credit to everybody else. Oh, I don't know. I kind of have a saying that the only thing worse than an athlete is a retired athlete. (laughs) So I just I feel like that's a that's a rare breed. So when you come across one who is so humble, I find that just so appealing because you better believe living in the Detroit area being Barry Sanders is pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Also, uh, you know, if you got a little money in your pocket in the Detroit area, you can buy about 20 houses for five bucks. That's pretty <laughs> sweet as well. It's like you haven't been to Detroit in a while, my friend. It has had a glow up, just is like it? my living room right here at the hydrangeas. It is. <laughs> has, is it really? Is it, is it experiencing a comeback? Well, yeah, Peter, have you been back to recently? Because our property there, I was there recently. That's when we did this interview. It's, it's gorgeous. 
Yeah, I was just talking to someone a couple minutes ago about Detroit. You know, it used to be you drive through and there's you know bullet shots everywhere as you're as you're kind of driving through a bad area. But yeah, to be fair, they've done a really good job over the last couple of years. Uh, our property is obviously nice. It's a little brag on our part, but the MGM Grand Detroit is beautiful. So yeah, yeah 20, 20 houses back in the day is maybe only 10 houses now for Barry. <laughs> Well, that is the voice of Peter Andrew. You all know him by now. Let's get into some NFL big bets as we're looking at the first weekend of the preseason. Man, don't you know it's August when here we are going over every little storyline and getting so excited about the first slate of games. Peter, what are some of the big bets that you're seeing um, in each conference? Really, that's the ones that you sent me. Well, there was a big bet that didn't hit last week, and I think it was you saying uh, the over Mm. in the Hall of Fame game. So (laughs) so embarrassed. Couldn't go on without saying that it was a, it was a good game for about 14 minutes. And obviously uh, the defenses prevailed or the offenses didn't prevail. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Um, But yeah, we're starting to see a lot of big bets come in. I know I mentioned last week, a couple of the Lions bets. We're seeing some interesting ones, peculiar. Uh, I think a couple, as an example, Falcons to win the NFC at plus 6,600. A customer put 1,500 to win 100K. Um, I think that's something we can call a donation to the BetMGM fund, <laughs> but you never know. And that's why they play the game. But there are some good ones, I think, that come in. You get Seahawks plus 1,400. So that was over 17,000 when 250K, which is a big amount of money right there. Uh, Seahawks, like most of the teams in the NFC West, have a pretty legitimate shot uh, to at least make it to the playoffs. And then you, you, everyone knows what Russ can do as they get there. And also with the Seahawks trying to lock down their left tackle and as those things will be discussed in the next coming weeks, how much will that line change? And is it actually attractive to take that now? Yeah, it. Uh, you probably can look at it both ways, but those lines will vary. That's probably the part of their team that they're most focused on. They've had a couple of really bad years, even dating back to when they lost Max Unger in that Jimmy Graham trade. They haven't been the same. So uh, as they lock them up, that it could be beneficial that you locked it in early or if things don't pan out, right. uh, you can actually get a probably a better price in, in a week or two's time. So, <laughs> okay, so it'd wait. be interesting to see. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So interesting to see, but, but you know, I think sometimes players have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. So they, they want to lock that bet in early. You get teams like the Patriots, someone had them at plus 1800 to win the AFC. Lots of really good teams there. So that's an iffy one, but you never can count out Belichick. Uh, who knows about Mac Jones? He's looking promising already yeah. in training camp. Uh, I great think, camp. Yeah, sooner than later, I think he could be QB1. I know they obviously have Cam still, but but you never know, especially with Cam's injuries. Um, so the Patriot way, you never know what's going to happen with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Could be really interesting. And then the last big one we saw was uh, Vikings to win the NFC at plus 2,500. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of that because I think that team can really go both ways. Um, so that's one that you kind of say, hey, let's wait and see, see what the first four to five weeks come out um, for the Vikes and, and then take it from there. An interesting thing with the Vikings is the COVID aspect as Kirk Cousins has been very vocal about not getting the vaccine. And if he's to miss a game or two, that that changes a lot. And I wanted to ask you about that in general, because it's not just Cousins, it's Lamar Jackson, Ravens quarterback, he's been on the record saying he hasn't and won't get the vaccine despite having COVID twice. And I wanted to kind of take this time to tell our viewers what the protocols are this season in the NFL, because if you're vaccinated, there are very few restrictions. You're tested once every two weeks. You wear this contact tracing device, but no masks, no social distancing. You can even leave on a bye week, you know, go see your friends and family, go on vacation, whatever it is, go out to dinner. But if you're unvaccinated, there's daily testing. You wear a mask everywhere, but when you're in the game or in practice, 
you have to stay in town in the bye week, which that really surprised me. You travel separately for road games. You can't leave your hotel. You can't see your family without them also being subject to testing. And what is going to impact the gambling world as well as, as players missing games, if an unvaccinated player triggers an outbreak that postpones a game that can't be made up, it is a forfeit and players yep. on both teams lose that game check. I mean, this is really serious. And the NFL can't say you have to, or you cannot, whatever. They cannot tell players to get vaccinated, but they sure are making a case for it. How will this affect betting in the NFL this season? Yeah, there's probably two pieces to it. So, you know, hypothetically, one player goes down, let's say a Kirk Cousins as an example, you're really testing the the depth of the team. So that's first and foremost. So a lot of these teams, especially a Baltimore Ravens or a Minnesota Vikings have to make sure they have a pretty capable backup quarterback. But then you get to the other part of the you know, point of it where you potentially can forfeit a game and then the whole team is looking at you and they're losing game checks and it's not because of them. So it's going to be really interesting. It will impact lines. I mean, we, we saw a little bit uh, of it last year, I think with the Broncos as an example, mm -hmm. uh, one game where they didn't have a quarterback to play. Yeah, uh, I don't know that we'll get to that, to that realm of it. But but it's going to be really interesting and lines will dramatically move, you know, in real time as Thursday and Friday come as, you know, injury reports come out. But certainly as you get closer to a game and you find out half the offensive line is out, that's a big disadvantage for a team. And that line will fluctuate by three to five points, maybe even more. How how uh, in, in depth do they go when they come up with these lines? Do they like, for example, Josh Allen gets that big contract, 100 guaranteed. Um, do you take into consideration his personality, his lifestyle? Like Mahomes got half a bill and it didn't, he stayed motivated, but does, do, do they do any assessment on whether a guy gets his bag and then he kind of falls off? I guess it depends if you're playing in Miami or if you're playing in Buffalo. In Buffalo, right. <laughs> right. that's the right. only thing you got to do is play, right. uh, is play football. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I don't think they put too much into that. I think getting that bag, as you said, is um, it could warrant players to kind of fall off a little bit. But you get these big name guys like a Mahomes or like a Josh Allen. Uh, they're they're there to win. You can see how hungry they are, the way they play the game. I mean, Josh Allen, you know, some could say he's a bit reckless when he's running with the ball. Big boy. Um, but I think you don't take too much stock into it. It's good that he got paid and paid more than some quarterbacks have in their entire career. Um, but lines won't fluctuate too much more there. I think those guys are understanding of it's a business and and they have to perform and and NFL contracts are not guaranteed. So even though you have a, a subset of it, that's guaranteed. So whatever he made 200 plus mil or, uh, you know, high hundreds, only portion that's guaranteed. So if he gets cut after two years, he's not seeing that whole amount. 150 million is guaranteed in this contract, which is an NFL record. So now yeah. he's the second highest paid player in NFL history behind Mahomes with his annual average salary. You guys ready for this? 43 million. Wow. Yeah. And in Buffalo, that's worth about 500 million. You could buy all of Buffalo with that amount of money. Yeah. They may, re they may, in Detroit. <laughs> they may rename Buffalo after Josh Allen gets yeah. to it. Um, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you, you even, I mean, the money that he made, and then even if you go to NBA for a second, Luka Doncic, the money he's made, they've made more money than a lot of players have in their entire career, and a lot of big-name players, too. I think Vince Carter was one that Luka Doncic has already surpassed, and he's only been in the league, what, four years. So it's crazy to see some of these numbers now and shows where the NFL and the NBA are compared to 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah, if, if, you're, a, if you're an NBA player from, like, the 80s, you are you're not happy about what you're seeing. 
Yep. Well, you'll see you'll see a lot of those players doing the podcast rounds, right? <laughs> yes, they'll be doing the podcast rounds, yep. trying to monetize whatever they say. I mean, you yeah, got it. the money has gone up. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Peter, as this airs Thursday morning, I want to take a quick look before we wrap at the Thursday night games. There are two of them, the Washington football team at New England Patriots. You mentioned Mac Jones, Cam Newton. Uh, that is a favorite for Washington minus 130. Um, or you can look at the over under 35. What do you like there? Well, you know me with the unders. Well, don't get cocky now. That was a Hall of Fame game. <laughs> Uh, taking unders until I see different, but uh, I actually really like the Pats plus two. I think okay. you got guys that are going to see a considerable amount of, of time, potentially Jared Stidham, Mac Jones, guys that have something to prove. I know Stidham to, to a degree is fighting for a job. So I like Pats plus two. I don't know what Washington's going to do. I don't think Fitzpatrick is going to be playing much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the teams that have a little bit more depth and guys that are, that are, you know, have something to play for. I think another example is uh, Niners on Saturday night. I think they play actually the Chiefs. You might see Trey Lance for a pretty big portion of that game. I think it's understood that he's the backup now to Jimmy G, but you got guys that want to prove themselves and are going to go out and, and play like it's a regular season game. So I think you have to take some of that into effect. And and even if you think about Jags, uh, they're playing the Browns. A lot of the first team Browns are not going to be playing. Jags are minus two. You can expect to see Trevor Lawrence at least playing a quarter, maybe two. Um, so you, you got guys there that want to perform and just show that, hey, I, I got drafted one overall for a reason. I am fighting for the spot for a reason. And you got to just back them. Okay, it, are stuff. they still are they still the Washington football team or have they come up with a name yet? One more year of Washington football team. Yeah, I, I personally think it's just a little bit of a scheme to get people to buy more of their their wft gear it's going to become retro at some point so yeah you you sell it all now and then they switch over and all that stuff is worth a ton of money in you know Ah. 10 20 years time yeah that's that's what you call you're a conspiracy theorist yeah there we (laughs) go yeah i'm outnumbered now two conspiracy theorists (laughs) the world is also the world is also flat too so i'm all about it me me and Kyrie. yes Good Lord. Now I was going to say that's a good place to wrap. Now we just have to wrap before this gets out. (laughs) Peter, thank you again for joining us. A lot of fun as always. And Hey, football is back. God bless you. And God bless football. Good luck this weekend, guys. Okay. Giannis, that was a lot of fun. Do you feel like you're ready for the first slate of games this weekend? I am ready. I my TV is not though, so I'm gonna have Your to watch. Your couch is not. My couch is not, but I might I might just sit on the floor, or I might just go to Target and get a beanbag. There you and, go. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I can't wait to see what my team, the Giants, do this year. Hopefully, good things. Absolutely. We are so excited. I can't wait to get back at Lambeau Field this weekend. Next week, we're going to wrap everything up. We have NFL guests coming up over the next couple months. So make sure you still stop off and hang out with us every week on Unleashed. Follow us wherever you are on social media at BetMGM and listen wherever you find your podcasts. See y'all. Don't forget to shout out your offensive line. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? 
a wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.